0: I hope he goes all right. It'd be interesting to see what comes of it um, as the season progresses. We're going to go to the mailbox now. Oh, yes. Bring, bring. So, bring, bring. So we've got some options here. We've got some good mailbox topics today. Kick us off with uh, Auburn Mamba. Tim. Sorry, Tim's just helping himself to some digestive thins. He's been a bit blocked up lately. Um, Auburn Mamba asks, can the Rockets win with Harden and Westbrook? Well, I assume, obviously, the, the NBA Finals, because they will win games.
1: They can win... They can win the West, and I reckon they will win the West. Okay. Can they win the whole thing? So I reckon they'll become they'll be the number one seed. It depends
0: who's coming from the East,
1: doesn't it? Because they've both players are eighty-two game a season players. They rarely take a night off. James will be. They know managed. how we, they know
0: how each other work.
1: They do, but they're going to have to adapt. You know they're, they're used to being the man, but um, James Harden has... Shared the show. Go back a couple of years ago. Excuse me, and they were Chris Paul, hamstring away from taking out the Golden State. So true. Yeah. Um, they can win it. I don't think they will, but I still. I reckon they'll they'll come out of it as the number one seed. So home court advantage. So you can see him getting there. Yep. Okay, Timbo?
2: Oh, they can absolutely. They can.
1: A lot of
0: variables, isn't well, it? You
2: take any one one team and you're going, are they likely to win it or not win it? You're going, well, there's 29 other teams. So it's pretty easy to say they won't because hmm. you're basically being on 29 teams. So You're an odds man. Well, look, I'm a little bit like Fabian. I would say I think they can, but I don't think that they will. Hmm. But they've got as good a chance as anyone. Well, the so, West
0: is certainly appetizing, isn't it? You get the feeling like the winner will – You get surely the winner comes from the West.
2: You hope it, you'd it think seems so. like that's where the strength. You'd think is.
1: so. Yeah. Uh,
0: thanks for that one, Orban Mumba. Dulzy asks: Is Teague coaching that well that we should be singing his praises and handing him the job already, or is he simply doing what Bolton couldn't, and we're just now performing as we should have been?
2: Bit of both. Look, I, yeah. Well, I think we sort of touched on this last week, and and I I've always asked the question of, and and what it seemed to be from the outside is there was a bit of a, the paralysis by analysis. In that the the volume of information our kids and all players were being asked to um, bear, you know, when they're being taught this game plan was just excessive. And and with Teague coming in, he did what any caretaker coach would do. He'd free them up, take the shackles off, let them play their natural games, and it's really really worked. Does that mean that he can coach? Possibly not. But what's his message in the background? You know what? What has he tweaked? What has he changed? He's certainly, he's certainly given responsibility back to the more senior players, the more proven players, and built their team and their performance around that, which is important. Does that mean that he can coach? Probably not. It probably meant that that um, the Bolts was more ballsy and wanted to give opportunity to the young kids, possibly before they were ready, but wanted to let them learn. Which again will probably be what makes us a better team in future. Um, but does it show that T can coach yet? No, I don't think it does. But he has come through the Level 4 coaching program. He's been at four different clubs. He's been an assistant coach for, I think they said it was either 8 or 12 mm. years. He's coached his own team. Look, he- Are you trying to tell me that the, he doesn't have the training wheels on? Well, I think, and I think that's the thing. I think Juddy was taken very much out of context. Exactly what I he don't said. think Juddy. Was, I don't think Juddy. No, was I don't either. think Juddy was. I think Juddy fucked that one. I up. think. I think they've you run reckon some. He was saying that Teague's yeah, got training wheels. Yeah, they've yeah. run
0: some great interference for him. and yeah. They've reframed it, but I reckon it was just a bit. We spoke about it last week. I thought it was just a bit clumsy from Juddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they've they've saved face on yeah. it, and, and Teague's been very gracious in in the aftermath. Look, with with Doorsy's question, I was well, not going to pot a director. Is I'm it? a bit like you guys in that. I think that yeah, he's he's just got us playing the way that we probably expected we would have played this year. Yeah, and and winning the games we would have expected to have won, which under Bolts we weren't. Because as you were talking about, we just seem to be a bit burdened, especially the young guys.
2: Well, ironically, we've now won four. Mm-hmm. Going into the season, on the back of Doherty doing another knee, I said, and we probably said this on here, what do we think our pass mark is? And I think we all kind of said six, to six eight or, or seven. So yeah. yeah, we might actually end up getting. So there. we're probably going to get there, and and. For all intents and purposes, it's been a bit of a rubbish year. Mm. And there was an article today that said if you reversed the result of every single game that was decided by less than a kick, what the new ladder looks like, we're challenging for the eight. Mm. so That's you- the feeling you
0: get at this stage. You sit there and go, if we'd been playing this way and if we'd pinched, not pinched, but if we win the... The Hawthorne. the Hawthorne game, the Gold Coast game, we hold on against Collingwood, which we're in a great position to
2: do. We beat Melbourne. We beat Melbourne,
0: and you sort of split the one against the Bulldogs because you, you sit there and you go, "Well,
2: fuck." You go, We've got- "They still played pretty well." The they Bulldogs, did.
0: You sit yeah. there and go, "Geez, we got that eight or nine wins." We're actually yeah. like. People are starting to sit there and go, that's the growth we expected. But.
2: And, and we're not a top eight side. No, so, not yet. So at no point not do yet. we even advocate that we should be there, but there were certainly opportunities to have done a little bit better. And and I think, as you say, those really close ones, you're never going to win every single one of them. No. But if you have a couple of those close ones, well, we're probably sitting on six wins, seven wins now. Yeah,
0: Which is, um, I think, a pass mark, which yep, is an expectation. Yep, absolutely. Um, Benjamin, BR Caffey. Excuse me, Benjamin. If I've pronounced that uh, Twitter handle incorrectly, he's asked two questions. He's got if Federer stays on twenty slams and Novak wins four or five more to equal or surpass him. Who, in your eyes, was better? Uh, we're very much on the same page here, Benjamin. You said leaving Nadal out of it because he's the weight of the French Opens that he's won. No one's discrediting Nadal's achievement; phenomenal. But French Opens are like the—they're just the the also rants We're not too worried about those. He's got twelve of them. It's great effort. Personally, um, I think that. For me, and we spoke about it earlier when we touched on the goings-on at Wimbledon, Novak very much may surpass Federer. He's 32, so he's got to win four or five more. I wouldn't put it past Federer to win one more. People thought a couple of years ago he was done. is uh, the best ever. It's got to the point for me now where, yeah, Novak may may eclipse him. Not a problem in the world. But I use the example to you guys on the text. You know, My dad's a big, big fan of the tennis, and for him, the argument between a Borg and Sampras is non, it's not even a discussion. Agreed. He goes, it's Borg. There are mitigating circumstances. Borg retired at 26, didn't tend to play the Australian Open late in the year and all that kind of stuff. But he goes, the, the metric of just Grand Slams won, he goes, it's, that's great. He goes, but plenty of excellent players have won one or none or a couple. He goes, some guys have come along and won three and four, and you go, oh, it's great effort.
2: Can I make one point?
0: Well, okay, you look at... Stan is an excellent player. Yes. I reckon at his best, Andy Roddick's a better player. Roddick won one.
2: Yeah, true, true. Well, the only point that I was going to make is we live in this phenomenal era, like this era of men's tennis, and the talent at the absolute top end is just ridiculous. Could you, if you wanted to frame an argument the other way, say Federer might have won his first six in a bit of a weaker environment, Novak's had to win every single one with two of the best players of all time directly up against him. So so every single one of them. I could
0: counter-argue that Andy Murray's career was cut short at the peak. Yeah. I could counter-argue that Rafael Nadal had tendonitis in his knees for what felt like... What am I doing, Fab? I'll shut it then. Um, (laughs) Had tendonitis in his knees, which... which How graceful that was. Which ruined his career for a couple of years. Federer had a bit of a patch where he had like mono or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and was was uncompetitive there, and has bounced back ridiculously. Um, and by the same token, Novak's still having to go to five set tiebreaks to beat the thirty eight year old Roger Federer. Yeah, yeah. So you are going, well, Jesus, we'll see if you are slugging it out in the fifth set against the next upstart in sixty years time, Novak. Yeah, you probably. And, and look, I am not,
2: not trying. I am not trying to defend it because mm-hmm. I, I do prefer Federer over Djokovic. And, He's an artist, and I think Federer is a better player, and his body of work has been better, but. As we sort of said, Novak's got six six years worth of the right of reply, and and unless somebody comes out of the clouds at the moment and really wants to put pressure on the these thing, top few, I I, I think chi that clouds at, this debate Particularly too. at the U.S. Open and at the Australian Open, where he seems to have, well, I mean, geez, he's pretty good at Wimbledon too. Um, he seems to have a great opportunity to be able to win a few more.
0: And that clouds this debate as well. We sit there going, we're very much waiting for the next champion, yeah. whoever that might be. Um, he's also asked another follow-up, what's your favourite sports documentaries? Uh, he's blown away or was blown away by Free Solo and The Dawn Wall. They were the, the rock climbing ones.
2: I, I watched Free Solo for the first time mm. about a week and a half ago and loved it.
0: I heard only good things. I haven't seen it personally.
2: And um, Nanny told me last night to watch Dawn Wall, so it's yeah. on Netflix and so I intend to watch it very soon.
0: We spoke about it. Look, there's some excellent ones there. I spoke about it at the Fab Off pod and we were sort of riffing on it. I love Hillsborough. Oh, Hills blew me away. Absolutely magnificent. I didn't know the story. I,
2: mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I knew what happened, but I didn't know how it happened yeah. and the extenuating circumstances and and the the amount of blood on their hands that the police had um, and what was his name, feller or Duckenfield. Duck Duckenfield, Yeah. Wow. There's, yeah. there's oh, a bloke who needs brilliant. to have a good hard look at himself. There's Michael Jordan to the max count.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Do you have that on cassette?
1: <laughs> I did. Um, um, it was an IMAX.
0: You know what else? Oh, you know what else I God. liked actually, and this is these which are. Which
1: documented a- his last season, narrated by in the Wizards Lawrence Fishburne. No, um, we, we don't care.
0: These are by no means like excellent, excellent. But I really enjoyed the Class of '92 ones. Yep, just as a watch to follow this team coming with the ambition of you know getting to the football league, which they've just done, and they followed them for three seasons and their travails, ups and downs. And-
2: Without bias, is up there for mine. Without bias is great. Yeah, um, the best that never was, I love, which is the one on. Um,
0: oh, uh, Dupree
2: Marcus Dupree. Um, what a ballsy for,
0: move signing for the Canadian Football League.
2: <laughs> there was one for um, one called Unguarded, which is about a guy by the name of Chris Heron, mm-hmm. who was a guy from it's the Irish um, kid, yeah, from Boston, yeah, um, who had a drug problem and and now talks to kids about it. But it's it's dramatic and unbelievable and what he went through and all those thirty for thirty his mates 30 for 30 just 30. wouldn't look well, after him. I, so. I can't. I, I run, I, Ricky,
1: run.
0: I said this to you guys. I can't wait. For them to do a Roger and Raffa.
1: There's a Bulls one coming in, isn't
0: there? There's a No, it's Jordan, but it's about the 98, 90. It's about a year. It's a 3P. It's a bit of 96. Is it 3P? It 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 Apparently, it's a ridiculous, like multi part Michael Jordan centric Bulls doco, ESPN next year. They did a trailer for it last year, late in the year, and everyone went, oh, it looks amazing. How good. Jordan and the Bulls and the, you know, the, the peak era. Oh, this is unbelievable. 2020. It went, oh, it's 2018, right.
2: yeah. so we wait, we're waiting for the balls to come good again. Yeah. Um, and have you seen Once Brothers? The Vladimir yeah, 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 really yeah. enjoyed That's, that,
0: that one. That, yeah. It's good, but it's like okay, it's been out long enough now. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like we spoke about it, like Agassi's bio. Whenever people talk about good bios, and you're like scar tissue and the Agassiz one. Yeah, all right. Uh, Jay Hyatt asks, who is most likely to debut for Carlton before season's end? Owies, Schumacher, or DeLuca? One word answers, please.
1: DeLuca. DeLuca, but they do love Matt Owies.
0: I'm in the same boat as Fab. I think DeLuca's the one, but if Owies can string together a good couple of weeks, they seem to like him, and and we have a need for a player of that type forward. So we'll watch there. But DeLuca, just on a purely – he's – Readiness to play. He's ready
2: to go, yeah.
0: Thanks, Jay, for that. And thank you um, uh, for all your questions here. Uh, I've got James Hickey Jam has asked, as a supporter, do you have any match day routines or superstitions? Uh, Hic- J- James would appreciate this one. Dad, That's 15 shits. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a normal day for you. Uh, Dad, James will appreciate this. Um, Dad used to go in the mid-90s, particularly, particularly big games. But most games, he would wear the same uh, Depeche Mode T-shirt. I love it. Each week, you wear the same Depeche Mode shirt. At the moment, I don't think it's a superstition as such. I just wear the same... Are going to let this go? I wear the same navy blue track pants give every
1: us a, week. Give us a, the band's name again.
0: Depeche Mode. It's not Depeche Mode. Come on, mate. Depeche Mode.
1: You say potato, I
2: say potato. Tomato, um, tomato. When, this is yeah. a man who can't say Juve.
0: I do say Juve, but I say Juventus <laughs> to
2: annoy you. When I was swimming at the, the old state swim centre on... Batman Avenue, the
1: Hulk Hogan shorts.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. I <laughs> he's I, a real American. I would. Uh, Did you come out
0: to that? Did you come out to I am a real American? Hulk no, but Hogan thing. I should thing? have. Sure. I
2: should have in, in those bathers. Um, I used to go to the. I used to have a wee in the same cubicle every single time. It was that was my superstition. In the same. Just, what if it was busy? Well, I'd go somewhere else, but yeah, but I would be ninety five percent of the time the same cubicle. I would have a wee in there, and it was just it was just something it
0: Did they have the dye in the pool? So you couldn't no, do it in no, the pool?
2: No. no, apparently they did it at the Ringwood Aquatic Centre, but I, I never tested With the, man the in line, just in case. Would the man
0: in lane six stop pissing himself?
2: <laughs> um, Adam Kingsley used to wear red undies in every single game of football that he played.
0: That's a weird fact about Adam yeah. Kingsley. Just for context, Tim knows Adam.
2: <laughs> red
1: Very undies. Well. Yeah. Very well.
0: Very no, well. None for you, Fab, apart from the shits?
1: No, honestly, mine's just, of late, just come in the nerves. I don't you know, think we... I don't understand how I'm more nervous now... Where we, more often than not, we've lost.
0: It's not a superstition as such, but we just dad and I we park in the same spot. That's more just convenience, but, but we park in
1: the same spot. Back in the Princess yeah. Park days, we used to park same spot, walk the same way near the tennis club. No, we were just so off we, Brunswick. We'd always park there, yeah. yeah. And that then little, later on, it was the Princess Hill. That little
0: sa- little side street near the tennis club and the
2: yeah. church.
1: Yeah. A guy, I don't, well, I didn't know him, but Dad used to park outside someone's house. All the times just off Brunswick Road. Okay. And then we'd walk, like you'd take a couple of shortcuts through some streets that had like little parks in them, and then you'd shoot across the park mm-hmm. that was always absolutely waterlogged. Yeah. It don't, was like it was waterlogged for the Carlton Netsen preseason pre season game. Don't wear white shoes, and, and you're um, destroyed. Always walk across there. I've told this story a hundred times. Walk into the gate. There used to be a bloke called, well, they used to call him Uncle. He wasn't my uncle, he was an Aussie bloke. <laughs> and um, Dad used to go always through the same gate, shake the same guy's hand. We used to go in, Dad would give me five bucks or two dollars or whatever it was, and I used to go to that little shop, that little kiosk mm-hmm. near the old swimming pool, buy a badge or a poster or whatever, and then go back and sit in the garden stand. So
0: Until you abandoned him at the age of 14.
1: No, nah, I was like later than that when I abandoned my dad and I sat with my mates just like around... From- not directly underneath the Heatley, but a bit more around, you know, because you know, he thought you we were cool. But I regret that. I wish I would have stayed with Thinking my dad.
0: Thinking you were cool? or
1: No, I just wish I would have stayed with my dad, rather than being a young dickhead. And... Why don't you sit with
0: Tony in the in the gardener stand when we play there in preseason?
1: Because you keep telling me it's derelict
2: and it it's going to fall apart.
0: It is derelict and you will fall apart. It will be buried in it. <laughs>
2: You'll be a statistic. You'll
0: be exactly right. We'll be all talking about how great you were and we'll say, I wish he just wouldn't have sat in the garden to stand." We warned him. We warned him. It was fire. It was a fire trap. We warned him and he just refused to listen. We're going to move on now to the quiz, Fab. you ready to lose for the seventh week in a row?
2: I think I'm going to lie.